Now, I'm still a little bit confused. How is Candy on top? I mean, are we watching the same episode? Did we watch the same show? Was the core connected? Is the Wi-Fi <laughs> off? Like, what's happening? Anyway, when it goes to the lip sync, it's Elliot Watuti's versus La La Reem. Now, these are two amazing performers. The only mm. thing I want to say is this. I remember when I first saw Elliot, when she came in and did the first lip sync, mm-hmm. she was a dancer. And when I saw her do the lip sync, I saw a dancer, a backup dancer, and not a performer. Mm-hmm. So what I'm hoping she does with this lip sync going against Lala is also remember that she's performing the song as well as dancing amazing to it. She needs yeah. to marry two of them together. Do you know what I mean? Yes, yes. Because last time I thought she was a backup dancer to Tina Burner and Kamora Hall. Very bad. Kamora Hall. Kamora, thank you. To Lady Marmalade. But Lala Re, I mean, we've already seen her do a lip sync. We know that she's going to slay it, but let's, let's see how that went. What are your thoughts on the lip sync? Welcome back to Spilling the GNT Podcast. You're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. Now we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. That's right. Now Bolo here's a performer. Hey, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Hmm. And we're here to give you our professional... Professional. Professional opinion on RuPaul's, RuPaul's Drag, Drag Race, Race Season 13. So let's raise a glass. <laughs> or a bottle. And start spilling. The GNT Podcast. Clank. Clank. <laughs> Everyone, welcome back to the podcast that discusses RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm. At the moment, we are looking at season 13. Mm-hmm. What episode are we on now, Dr. Tom? Season, it was season, episode 7. Well, do you want to get yourself together? <laughs> I've got it, I've got it, I'm here. Come on, it's improv, here. improv, improv. When that red light's on, I'm here, I'm here. Um, <laughs> Tom, do you want to tell us what well, episode we're on? The thing is, we're on episode 7, but it doesn't feel like episode 7, because we've only seen Four Girls Go Home. Yes, you know, it's true, that is had, true. We had like a Three episodes of of nobody going home, which is great. Of RuPaul's best friends, right? Yeah, but I, 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 to be honest, I did like that because it gave us more of a chance to see these wonderful performers, get to know them, for them to show their stuff. And it's like it's only now that we're kind of yeah, people are going home. It's uh, we're starting to cut a bitch mm, left, right, and center. Mm. So we're on episode number seven. Seven is that the number? That's yeah. all I asked you. And you went into this whole story. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I wasn't after your love story, love. I was just after a number, literally. I have a tale to tell. What okay, so say? we are on there. And last week, give me a recap on last week. Let's 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 so, start last... off this episode with the juices of last week. So and I... that can flow us into. <laughs> I think. Last week we were a bit mad at the judging, weren't we? Yes. Um, because when we when we looked at um, like who was safe, we thought, oh, these are our top and bottom girls, uh, and it wasn't. It wasn't at all. Um, so we had the likes of Tamisha, unfortunately, in the bottom two. Our heart was broken collectively as as a world, really, when Tamisha went home. Yes, actually, it has mm-hmm. felt. Um, yeah. all over social media yeah. it has felt everywhere people are quite upset that Tamisha's gone home I mean what's done is done and it, it is unfortunate she's just so lovable and we both said that she shouldn't have even been in the bottom three definitely she should not have been there she shouldn't have been in the bottom two the mm-hmm. people who were in the tops last week it was it was it was Oh, I can't. It was it was strange. I guess one thing that we that is really interesting is we've seen a couple of girls that um, didn't do well on the challenge, but they've been fantastic in other challenges. But the camera did not wish, or production didn't wish, to focus on their mistakes. And those girls are Simone and Gottmik, and I think Simone and Gottmik, fantastic as they are, were given a bit of a grace period last week because I believe the show wants them to progress, and I see them being in the top three or four. Well, they have to be because they're trying to hide the fact that they mm-hmm. are doing 
not as well. Yeah. Like when you look through it, you see a lot of mistakes from Gottmik and Simone. Olivia was a fair winner last week, though. Olivia, like it was, I think it was deserved. She embodied fun disco energy on stage. Her little black dress was terrible. Not terrible, boring. I think Lala Ree should have Lala been. Lala was done dirty. Lala Ree was really Lala done Ree dirty was done last dirty. week. There is no way she was status. That was not a safe performance. No, she was fantastic. I just, I just don't get it. I don't get it. Tina Bruner is a great performer. She's a yeah. confident performer. She makes me happy watching her on mm-hmm. stage. So I ain't mad that she's there. Yeah. But when I see people like Lala Ree and Rose who are safe, and then yeah. I see, like, I don't even think that Elliot should have been at the top because yes, you're a good dancer. Mm-hmm. There were other great dancers. What else? There was someone who was a great dancer and also a great performer. Yes. So it just sounds like to me they have an agenda. They already know who they want in the tops. Mm-hmm. That's what it sounds like to me because yeah. there's no way in this world or any world that Lalaree should not have been there. And I don't yeah. think Tamisha should have been at the bottom either. I completely agree. We said like she had one mistake really in the rest of the time. Literally, she was, yeah. She was I mean, form. she wasn't really performing in the face, but other people were doing much worse. Mm-hmm. Even Utica was performing with so much fun. Yeah. And you, there were no mistakes. I just, I didn't get it. I didn't get it very strange but i guess it, it gives us a bit of an idea as to how the rest of the season is going to pan out and so it just doesn't feel like lala has that kind of you know that gracious smile beaming upon her and it makes me worried about how far she's going to go in the competition i feel like if she makes one mistake she's out very that very that if she i mean if, if, if she doesn't win her lip sync if they don't want to give her props now mm. when she deserves it i mean mm-hmm. they're looking for a reason aren't they definitely now we've got tamisha and apparently tamisha's gone and she's not a star she ain't got star quality, <laughs> so she walked out. Is that oh. what she did? She heard what Candy said, and the she done goal. walked out. She done really done hurt hers. Oh, dear me. Who says that to Tamisha? We are talking about it before, about when she, when someone gets really, really angry, mm-hmm. and, and they're in an argument or a fight, and no longer becomes about the fight. The fight no longer makes sense. You're just trying to hurt someone, and mm-hmm. everything that you say in that argument is just to try to hurt them. It doesn't matter what you say. You're just trying to see who wins this this battle of like words yeah it comes back to what we were saying about candy before like losing that ability to mentalize or empathize in in that moment when she's getting very angry we had a little insight last week and i don't think we spent much time on it really um uh we got an idea of candy's background she certainly comes from a very tough background and that experience will make her quite a tough and combative person. Um, it sounds like she's, you know, she's reflecting on it as she goes along, though. She was certainly having a little mirror moment last week, wasn't she? So, you know. What was the mirror moment? Remind me. Just that she was reflecting on her tough background and, you know, her mum being in, a, in and out of prison and just. What, was I? Did I watch this episode with you? <laughs> Are you making this up? I don't no, rem- I'm not. I don't like, remember this. <laughs> you know, she's um, her mum. She specifically said her mum was in and out of prison. So I would imagine Candy's had a lot to deal with growing up, and it's forced her to become quite a tough person. And I think, you know, that's certainly been the key to her survival. But also maybe she's reflecting a bit now. It's like, mm, maybe there are times where I don't have to be quite as tough and combative. So good on her for thinking on that. I didn't, I don't remember that moment. <laughs> I feel so bad. I don't remember that moment. Do you know why? Because I can't hear you. I don't know if you can hear it today. We're, um, f- we're actually filming and recording in Siberia. <laughs> it might as well be. Because I don't know if you can hear the snow and <laughs> the wind howling from outside. I feel like um, into the unknown, into the unknown. All right, Adina. 
Uh, don't compare me to her. <laughs> First of all, if you know me, I love musicals, and I'm gonna say this. And I hope you know what? I don't care. I have my opinions, and this is my opinion. My opinion is this: <laughs> I don't rate Adina's voice at all. And your regular listener will know this. I don't rate Adina's voice at all. It's too. She's damaged it. It's yelling. She's no longer like hitting. She doesn't belt beautifully anymore. She's. It's literally a shout. She is shouting all of those notes, and it's a. And I, I'll tell you this it's very very true there's definitely some auto tuning going on mm-hmm. with Adina because she can't hit those notes live didn't she ruin it during Wicked hitting that like war cry kind of noise which one the yeah, 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 yeah. For Defying Gravity. Yeah. No, she ruined it before that. Oh, she ruined it. For me, it was when she was doing Rent. Take me, baby. Uh-huh. Leave me. Uh-huh. <laughs> Take me, baby. I'll leave. The tiger in a cage. Anyway, but that's when we're she veered, lost it. We're, that's we're veered because, off topic. Yeah, sorry. What podcast is this again? <laughs> it's um, We Hate Adina Manzel. No. <laughs> yes, yeah. Welcome to We Hate Adina. <laughs> Look, I love her as an actress. Mm-hmm. I love her as a actress i just don't rate her as a vocalist that's yeah. all i am saying okay these are my opinions i'm sorry i'm sorry you you said what you said now let's look at the good before we get into today i'm gonna say this because this is obviously the rupaul's drag race podcast mm-hmm. second only to what's the tea maybe <laughs> from rupaul tea, honey, herself what's the tea? what's the tea so assuming and it's a strong assumption that the girls are listening hi <laughs> Thank you for joining not, us not on the podcast. It's our knowledge. They're, they're there. <laughs> I want us to both give them one a, a word, a sentence, oh. anything. Okay, I want I want to go girl by girl, and I want us to give them some advice, some constructive advice, or maybe maybe some encouragement, or maybe some kudos, whatever it is. Okay. 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 The first girl is Denali. Denali, I want to tell you this girl. You're slaying. You are slaying uh-huh. it with the dancing. You. I mean, I think that you're amazing. I actually think you're very, very sexy as well. Oh, okay. Damn. I think Denali is really multi-talented and such a fantastic performer. I do know the show does not want her to win. Though. Tom, I'm, I'm, I asked you to, what would you say to Denali? Why are you speaking from the third? You're talking to her. Okay. What are your words to Denali? I, I think you're wonderful. I think you're a full package. Okay. Um, that's it then. What about Rosé? <laughs> Even more so than Denali, I think Rosé is a full package. Okay. I think, Rosé, keep doing what you're doing, frankly, because I think you're going to get there. Rosé, I, I have a feeling that there is a layer of control that you have, that it's you're trying to come off as perfect a bit too much, and mm-hmm. I just want to see what you look like when you let go. I, th- I think she's probably quite conscious of Jan's storyline, and maybe she's maybe there's a part of her that's striving even more than Jan did, but like she's not as, as dare I say, it, shrill as Jan was at times. I think she's got, I've said it before, she's like Jan on a mood stabilizer. Okay. Yeah. Um, Ellie with two Ts. I think... Girl, like you do not need that much work done on your face because I can, I know <laughs> that you are in your mind, you know what to do with your face when you dance. Uh-huh. Every dancer performer knows that, but you can't do it because there's so much control in your face and in your movement. Thank you. That's really good. You want control in your movement, but you need <laughs> control in your face. I don't know when you're happy or when you're sad. Maybe that speaks of, of 
Elliot as a person. Maybe she is quite perfectionistic and controlled and um, that's reflected in I the can, work that she's I had I can done. assume that if you have been brought up with ballet, yeah. that you definitely have an element of control because ballet is control. Ballet is very strict, wrong or right. When someone freestyles, when you see someone like lip sync, mm-hmm. they can interpret that however they want with their body. With ballet, it's not. Ballet is right, wrong. That was the wrong step. You did that. That pirouette was wrong. Your your fuerte was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, where your foot was, the placement that wasn't supposed to be in fifth, everything is right or wrong. It's very black and white. Maybe that kind of has something to do with a person's personality, personality mm-hmm. when they do do ballet. She's got a little bit of an awkward outsider vibe as well, which I think was set up in the first episode because she's kind of the bat between the birds and the beasts. She's neither quite in group A or group B. And I, I don't think she's really... Kind kind of established major alliances. Why, why do you think that is? Because of her personality? I think part of it's the personality, but part, partly the circumstances at the beginning. She doesn't quite fit in either group. Is it because no one can tell when she's joking because she can't move her face? Maybe yeah. she's really, really funny, but because they're like, we don't know if that's a joke or not. <laughs> like, are you joking? She's a master comedian, but nobody knows her. Yeah, <laughs> because her face. Okay, well, what would you say to Tamisha? Oh, Tamisha, just I love you. That's all I want to say to Tamisha. Yes. Keep being Tamisha Iman and please come back for All Stars and keep doing what you do outside of the show. Absolutely. And I'm sad that you left. Absolutely. What would you say to Candy? Candy Muse. I think Candy Muse, you've got a lot of really special qualities um, which are inherent to being Candy Muse. I think she's already on this path already and I hope that like the show is kind of, the experience of the show is showing her the way a little bit. Just calm down a bit, love. That's all. Yeah. That's all. You're, you're a great person. You've got wonderful qualities. Just just chill a bit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what, 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 would I, what would I say to Candy? I would say, do you remember that first week when you weren't the shit mm-hmm. and you were you were in tears in the untucked? Do you remember how you felt then? Yeah. yeah. Remember that moment also when you're on top of the world and how you choose to talk to other people? Because sometimes that's not always going to be where you are. Like last week, you're in the bottom again. You weren't that bowdy bowdy. You weren't that bitch that you were the week before. I think that's a really smart and insightful thing to say to Candy. That's uh, that's what I would say to her. If she was one of my girls as well. Mm-hmm. I'm the First of all, I'm also one of the first to call out my own friends. <laughs> I am. I'm like, girl, what the... Sit your ass down. I am. I... I tell them I assume I'd be more like would. Rose I'd be I'd be wrapping it up in a compliment but trying to give some constructive feedback okay mm. what what would you say to Lallery Lallery like Lallery I'm sorry that you're not being appreciated by the show thus far um, because you're fantastic um, I think you're one of the best talking heads I think you're a fantastic performer and as a drag queen you've got all the skills all you need to do and this is easily done is just polish up your wardrobe a little bit yes sometimes that takes money and i'm not here to criticize her for not having the money to do that but even when you know she's given the material to make something she's Full not quite fails, got that taste H&M. level <laughs> no okay. no we learned that no <laughs> Full fails, babes, just H&M and glitter um, the hell out of it you know what lala Ree, you are a good she's a good time girl she's, fantastic. she's someone that i know you can just have a good kiki with just mm-hmm. chill and chat and have good vibes with mm-hmm. she, she makes you laugh she's funny i love that you are an amazing mover you have such a energetic charismatic 
charismatic personality mm-hmm. and i see it i see it. and i think everyone yeah. else does you are being done dirty girl mm-hmm. because your ass can move so yeah that's all i can say absolutely maybe maybe then they didn't have you pinned out to be one of the extremes of the mains for the season mm. but you are a main you're she's, a headliner she's a girl through and through. You're, yeah yeah utica what would i say to utica nothing don't change to me, a thing to me utica is just you she's just utica she's a sweet lady she is amazingly visionary creative um i would just say um maybe a little bit more confidence and things that aren't about um she's still trying her best though it's not like i could say to her oh try harder or anything it's not the case at all um she's just finding her feet with some of the different performance challenges um but like she's a beautiful amazing unique creature um, much in the same vein as queens like, you know, Crystal Method, uh, Max, uh, Acid Betty, just like very visually unique. Yes. So keep being yeah, you. Yeah, you do you, yeah. Taka. Mm-hmm. You do you, Taka. What about <laughs> Olivia Lux? What would you say to her? She's standing in front of you. You say... I don't think Olivia needs anything to be said to her. She's kind of doing well, isn't she? I think she does stir the pot a little bit at times, but that's her being good TV. Really? I've noticed that in a lot of situations where other people have had arguments, she it, whether it's the producer saying to her, Olivia, do you want to say something now? She's the one who brings it up again. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't have anything to say to Olivia. I think she knows exactly what she's doing. She's a fantastic doing. performer. I really do. She's I think so she's good. really, really good. And last, definitely not least, Got Mick. Got Mick is amazing. I would say to Got Mick, I would do my best to uh, dissociate from the Mean Girls. There ASAP, you go. You. you took it right out of my mouth. Yeah. Now, you you observed something really interesting last week that we didn't mention. Do you remember? There was that little clip when they were doing like a Mean Girls high, high five. Oh, yes. So there's a part in last week's episode where they do their, everyone hands in, one, uh-huh. two, three, Mean Girls. And mm. it was Candy, it was Tina. Ronald McDonald, <laughs> and it was Got Mick. And yeah. Got Mick didn't say mean girls on three she actually just rolled her eyes so interesting. And it's, it's something that we've been saying before she just seems so out of place with that group that it just it doesn't gel she she yeah. comes across as like just there and not really really in the group and i just don't think that that's got mixed thing she seems like a, a cool person and i think she's a lot more chill than candy and tina by the way i've not mentioned tina or simone um <laughs> Um, she's a lot more cool than we mentioned Tamisha who's gone home but we haven't mentioned Tina or something Um, she's a lot more cool and chill than those guys and I don't think she jowls with them I think it speaks a little bit maybe of her confidence going in there what about Tina what would you say to Tina Um, take a little bit of a chill pill you're an amazing full package Um, I think you're a little bit full on at times in a, in a way that kind of slightly grates and slightly makes it hard to warm to you as a person. Yeah. When you're an amazing full package and I'm convinced that you're top three material, um, just like, yeah, like I just, I'm not a big fan of like, do you know what though? Bitchy drag queens are entertaining TV, so maybe don't do that. <laughs> maybe don't listen to me at all. Make up your mind. I would say the Hamburglar Court and they want Ronald <laughs> McDonald back. <laughs> I have seen so much red 
orange. I'm, I, we get it. We get it, girl. You're a phoenix coming from the ashes. I mean, we've heard the story. Kennedy's told us. We know about it. I, I, don't, I don't want to see something else on the runway, girl. As if it's you same, same. How dare I'm, they come for Max and they don't come for her? How dare they? They will soon, I'm sure. I, what, seven kind of episodes laugh. in? Seven episodes in? Come I think on. we've seen a little bit of repetition of themes, but I, I'm still enjoying the, the restriction of a colour palette and what somebody can do with that. Okay, what well, last and definitely, definitely not, not least. least again last. Yeah. What would you say to Simone? My name's Simone and I'm here for the throne. <laughs> she is here for the throne. I think if I had to put my money on one person winning this season, it would be Simone. Um, I think Simone is amazing. She's got the charisma. She's beautiful. She's uh, true. She's not well. I was going to say she's a full package. You can't sew, um, but she's ever got everything else. Um, and I think I'm. Um, She's, she's, Does she have star quality? Oh, definitely. Is she allowed to stay? Does she have star quality? Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. I would say the only thing I say to her is get to a sewing class, which you should have done before coming to Drag Race. But all the same, you're an amazing star, and I think you're the winner. Yeah, Simone, definitely top three. Mm-hmm. What would I say? You're, you're nailing it. You are smashing it. Now, let's, it. let's get to this episode, okay? We've seen the girls come in. We've seen them... Well, Tamisha's gone, isn't she? Tamisha's left and we've seen the girls come in and there's that usual conversation. Candy's like, "Um, I don't want everyone to be in the bottom again. They don't say anything that interesting when they come back in, to be honest. It's quite cliche stuff. Do you know, before we get onto it, because the reading challenge happened, they had the mini challenge and there was the reading challenge. Mm. And so we'll get into that. But they said something today and um, I just want to know, does anyone, if this is a UK thing, Mm because I always tell you, I have so many dreams. Because Rosé was like, does anyone have any weird dreams here? <laughs> I want to tell everyone this. I have the most vivid dreams to the point where I wake up and I'm exhausted. It really because does. Because I'm I've been dreaming so much. <laughs> I've I've been I've done so much in my sleep that I wake up and I'm like, oh my god, I just want to sleep. You live. I've been dreaming all night and I'm actually really, really night. tired. And you always <laughs> say this, you always go, Oh, did you did you eat too much cheese or something? And I'm like, I'm, I'm like, what does it even mean? I think there's like a biological kind of neurotransmitter. There's like, a, it stimulates your neurotransmitters or gives you too much serotonin or I something. I have never heard of that cheese thing. It's definitely a UK thing. I, I think it's a UK thing. I've, I've never heard of it I think back Rose, in New Zealand or Rose, Australia. Rose just needs to lay off the cheese, that's all. That's what it is. It's dairy. It's dairy. It's the advice I give my patients when they tell so, me they're having nightmares. Valentina walks in. Sorry, it was RuPaul. <laughs> I thought it was. I was like RuPaul. Like that looks like yeah. Valentina. That's Valentina's uh, All Stars. Valentina. Yes, that's mm. her look. So it is the reading challenge, and we know that some of these girls can or can't read. Mm-hmm. We've had a look already at the reading challenge. What? Are, who were your standouts? Well, in my notes, yeah, I've just done a kind of tally chart with the number of times they made me giggle. To be honest, um, the ones who made me laugh the most were probably Gottmik. Uh, Rosé, Tina Burner, and Simone. They've got the most ticks, but Gottmik has more ticks than everybody else. And I put a smiley face next to her. So you reckon Gottmik should have won? The the good thing that Gottmik did is she had a little bit of back and forth with Tina when Tina was like, um, she said, oh, you got the shoulders to join the NFL. And she goes, yes, tight end. She was, not what I heard. She should have said, no, wide receiver. That's <laughs> what I thought. Okay, okay. Maybe we'll get you on the next reading okay. challenge. Look at me and my sports. I think you should go and try to... Did I say that right? To, sports. I think it's sports. Spits. Sports. Spats. Sports. Go, yeah. As you were saying. Okay. The girls came for Denali for being forgettable. Um, 
she did one of the she's done the best lip sync on the show so far the irony being there that candy recycle a joke we've heard a hundred times what one um oh no who was it who who said to her the, the like can't remember your name kind of thing that was Utica. Yeah, I mean, we've heard that joke before. Candy used a joke that she just went to her and went, never mind. We've heard that before. No, she just went, ah, forgettable. It's the same as never mind, though, isn't it? It's the same basic thing. Kind of is, yes. But then, so you can say the same about Rosé. Rosé said, Candy, you eat a lot of it. Because uh, it was it was Valentina went, Peppermint, you need one. That's not the same joke. It's kind of the same time. It's not. I don't know why you attack some girls <laughs> and you leave other girls alone. Like, so many people get a free pass with you, Tom. I don't think so. I really do feel I don't that. Think so. Got Mick, yes, Got Mick. What's funny? I like that one. Lala to Rose. Don't, girl, like, Lala, you're definitely showing that. Because <laughs> she did say early on that she doesn't have that many amazing dresses because, you know, you need money for that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, she said that rosé was expensive. Rosé's one of the cheap wines. That's like white girl wasted wine. They seem to be f- f- uh, picturing kind of like sparkling rosé or something. like. Even sparkling rosé's cheap. It's not expensive. It doesn't scream Am I showing my me. privilege here? Is it really expensive? Maybe. But I'm just like, I'm loaded. All you, she got money. <laughs> all you drink is Bollinger, darling. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't get it, but yeah, some of the reading... It wasn't one of the best library readings ever. It was okay. I felt like they were prepared, everybody, which they should be by now. As soon as they get to Drag Race and they've met the girls and got to know them over a few weeks, they should... Be going home to the hotel room and compiling little reading challenge jokes. That's well, no, what, what, is, what happens is that they actually give them time to read, to make up the... Is that really what they do? That is. Because remember the time when, um, who was it? Silky Ganache? Yeah. She um, had her notes in her, in her shoes. She had to pull it out and she was reading the actual read that she wrote for the challenge. It was kind of like, oh, girl... Well, they all know it's coming, so I'm glad they all had a few jokes between them. It was fine. Yeah. This week is Bossy Rossi. It's an improv challenge. It is indeed, and it's a callback to the season 10 Bossy Rossi challenge. Yes, it is the season 10 Bossy Rossi, where they had Dill with it. Dr. (laughs) Dill, who was Ms. Cracker. That's who... I remember. We just rewatched it, actually, didn't we? And uh, Ms. Cracker was a standout. Um, Monique Hart was amazing. Monique was really she's good. A natural. I mean, she's one of those girls who, who has a really like on fun drag personality anyway, and she channeled it really well into uh, an improv challenge. Absolutely. And Eureka pulled it out of the bag as well. Yeah. Because um, Eureka's really good at going big. Pardon the pun. <gasps> she, she calls herself the Elephant Queen. She's really good at going big. Who was the original Elephant Queen? Darian Lake. Thank you. She's actually the Elephant she Queen. She is the Elephant Queen. Mm. There's like the Elephant Sister or something. <laughs> Have you heard of the, the, you know, how like Zoom is such a thing right now? Mm-hmm. Have you heard about the saying, the elephant in the Zoom? When <laughs> someone's put on weight, but you don't want to acknowledge it. And you're talking to them and you're like, oh my gosh, it's called the Elephant in the Zoom. It's so mean. It is so Very mean. It's so awkward. But yes, Eureka, stand out. Miss Cracker, amazing. And also, there was many cows. Now, who do you reckon is going to do well here? We can already kind of get a hint from the other acting challenge. I think for me, Tina, Simone, Olivia, Lux, and Rose are going to do well in here. Let me think. Okay. Yeah, Rose, I think, will do well. Lala, if she just is Lala and has a role where she can be Lala, she'll be fantastic. Absolutely. Denali, I think, will struggle a little bit. 
got Mick, mm, I think got Mick's too much of a like meticulous planner to be great at improv. Um, Olivia, I think will be good. She's just an all-round performer. Utica claims to be the world's best improviser. She was part of a troupe. For 18 years. <laughs> Slight exaggeration, perhaps. Yeah, I was like, I don't remember. You keep hearing things that I don't hear. So I'm like, am I even <laughs> no, she watching said it was the show? Like, she said it was like four years. She was like in an improv and she like led performances and stuff. Simone will be great. I've no doubt. This is this is Simone channeling her personality into something. She'll do it with ease. Yes, Lala, do what Simone does. Mm-hmm. Channel yourself yep. and make that your character or find a way to put that into your character. Candy Muse. Now we see Candy in the rehearsal. She's determined. Fair play to it. She's trying to take the judge's critiques and she's trying to not be Candy for once. Okay. Can she not be Candy? Can Candy not be Candy? Well, it's very much like Joe Black couldn't be anyone else but Joe Black because <laughs> Joe Black had been doing Joe for so long. Eight centuries. And it's such a realized character. You, mm-hmm. know, I know exactly who I am. I don't feel comfortable or I can't do anyone else but me. So, Candy, I mean, let's. I hope she can. I hope because I, I actually do want to see something else besides Candy. Mm-hmm. I know that Candy can do it well. She does that character before. She was that clown, that loud clown. <laughs> I want to see what else she can give. We've criticised Candy before for not stepping out of the Candy character. So I really admire her for trying to apply that critique that we have given her. Um, Tina, I think, will be great. Um, Elliot will struggle. Yes. Now, what do we know about their stories? There's something about pregnant by imaginary. So Rose, Lala and Denali are in one group and Mm -hmm. they got the segment, I'm pregnant with my imaginary boyfriend's baby. I mean, the stories (laughs) are kind of meaningless in the end, aren't they? Because they're just ridiculous scenarios. Got Mick Utica and Olivia have the segment, Breaking My Silence, Escape from the Cult of Mimology. This is going to be like a Scientology spoof, isn't it? Simone and Candy are former teen queens. Where are they now? Maybe a kind of like uh, Lindsay versus Hilary Duff thing. And Tina and Elliot, yes, they pair together. Oh, the pairing was random, by the way, by RuPaul. Well, it's good that the, the clicks are being broken up. Yeah, and to be honest, like Tina's with Elliot and they've got my best friend's a 600 pounds ass as killing our friendship. Tina <laughs> feels so, it feels so awkward for me to see Tina not with Got Mick and Candy or so away with them. And also to be paired with Elliot, them two together is just like, whoa. The, they need breaking up, I'm afraid. I feel like a teacher in a class and I would sit them separately. <laughs> One face is the wall. Yes. That was me. I was Candy. I was, I was always talking in classroom. <laughs> but I was never you know there's people in school mm-hmm. where they just talk to for the for the sake of being obnoxious they're mm-hmm. just talking and they're loud and i was just that person they just loved talking i was that kid and they're as like well. they're like they're like oh look you know you need to stop talking and i'm like okay and then i just like keep talking and Paolo sit at the back and face the wall I, and then i, I talk oh, to the wall oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I, mean, I, lo- I love this cup i love this wallpaper <laughs> look at the sticker over here can i pay with the sticker miss <laughs> so, yeah never worked but I, was, I was that kid yeah. who was constantly talking so do you think it's any coincidence that we do a podcast now no no i use the podcast has to come yeah. out of my shell oh yeah you needed to yeah you needed i need to. this i need to help my confidence tom <laughs> before this you were a wallflower yeah. <laughs> still am <laughs> so that's it so we're going to be going into the bossy rossi bossy rossi look we know we've seen who they're paired with who is your money on in, in terms of like the best group yeah um maybe maybe rose lala and denali i think tina will struggle to bounce off elia simone and candy might work well yep Okay. Um, I mean, they're former teen queens. Oh, and, and if Utica is the uh, performer, 
the the improv artist that she says she is, they might do well too. Okay. Look, let's have a look at the improv and see how they go, okay? And remember, what is the key to improv? Just say yes. Yes, and. And. Yes, and. and. How many times have we done improv stuff, Tom? Let's go. All right, we've seen uh, the first part of Bossy Rossi, and I want to tell you this, Tom. I'm putting you on the spot. That's called improv. <laughs> We're going to review and talk about them after each segment, okay? Yes, and. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was quite funny, Tom. <laughs> you were you. hilarious. So the first group to come up was Rose, Denali, and Lala, and mm-hmm. they had the I'm pregnant with my imaginary boyfriend's baby. Mm-hmm. Now, let's, let's discuss. I think Rose was a fully realized character she was i believed her i believed everything that came out of her mouth i believed that she was that hillbilly kind of girl Mm -hmm. that just got pregnant by this man (laughs) over here so transparent (laughs) that's a good line isn't it yeah i thought that was really good she had some good lines Mm -hmm. great acting always on never saw her thinking she went with everything she's done this before exactly this is this i would think so this is something rose does like she and Denali, I guess, had fairly similar kind of redneck lady characters, although Denali's was an older mum character. I'd say Rosé, like you say, the more fully realised, well-rounded character, she seemed more in it. Um, Denali, I think, was smart to use some of her physicality, you know, with a bit of kind of like twerking, dancing Absolutely. and stuff. Absolutely. Work to your strengths. Yeah. When it's not your strengths, make it happen. So the character who was different, I guess, the doctor character was Lala, and she came in. I thought Lala started strong again, like whether it could have been edited differently or what, but the camera made a meal of us watching her think. Okay. This is what I had to say about Lala. Like mm. she had me gagging. You, you probably won't loved. get this because this you're white. You won't understand what happened. So I'll explain <laughs> it to you and I'll tell you why it's funny. When she came in, so the, the setting is the backyard uh-huh. of Rossi, Bossy Rossi's backyard. And as she comes out, they introduce her. She walks out, opens the gate, and then the backlight comes on and then she just... <laughs> She reacts to it. <laughs> it was so good. it's like it was when good. you're like, that. so obviously it's like she's black and she's robbing, you know, okay. that stereotype that they're robbing the place. And she really, really played off that. I stood up. I was laughing. Yeah, I yeah. laughed. I was like laughing. Yes. Look, it's going <laughs> to happen again. We got out on the background. Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was That's good. amazing. And I think that was in the moment. I don't think she expected that light to come on. You know what? I just. I was like, yay, she started off so strong. She came in, she did that. And mm-hmm. then there, it came to a point where you started to see her think, unfortunately. Yeah. And the bad thing about her styling is that she's wearing these glasses that is hiding her eyes. Do you think that wasn't an accident for her? Do you think that you maybe did that to feel a bit safer? Well, you know what they always say look, with body language, when you're scared or you're afraid, you put something between you and the other person. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. so sometimes people, they cross their arms because they're trying to protect themselves. Maybe Certainly she's wearing the glasses as something language. to hide behind. Mm. But there was a point where she started, I couldn't see her eye line that much. And it was really hard for me to kind of really engage. I still liked her, but I just feel like next to the other two who came and giving fully realized um storyline characters characterizations Mm -hmm. that she started off amazing and maybe dipped a little but then kind of tried to find herself again and began became comfortable i just know how this is going already and i don't feel like the show is going to forgive her today but there we go 
Don't say that because I really love Lala. It's, it's, it, I can just see it. I'm, I told you I'm a witch. Mm, okay. So, yeah, I reckon this group was good. Yep. Yeah, overall, great, really enjoyable. All right, the next group. Okay, Gottmik, Utica, and Olivia Lux. Now, yeah. they were from the cult of mymology. They what were. happened is that Olivia escaped, yes? She was. And then we have Gottmik playing the character of a psychiatrist who she wrote was. the book about mymology. I, I know about psychiatry sometimes. Oh, wow, that's mm. right. Do mm. you think that she'll, did she pull it off? I, I, I was convinced that she was a living, breathing, working psychiatrist. She had it all. Let's talk about the chemistry between them. I want to say that Gottmik was very good. Gottmik impressed me. I like the kind of like drollness and dryness of her delivery. Exactly. Which actually, when I think about it, is in keeping with like her talking heads and her interactions with people. So I was really impressed with that. And I thought the interplay between her and Olivia was fantastic. You know, Olivia's kind of like big, exaggerated physicality. And uh, Gottmik's kind of like just kind of fairly plain observations about what she was doing and the dry delivery just worked really well together. I thought they were really, really good. Yes. They made me laugh. Okay. I laughed. I think that Olivia Lux was very good and very smart yeah. to fight for that role. Because mm. that role was all about communications without sound, without using your voice. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we can tell that she's a great dancer. We we know that she can move. She's she's a musician. She feels the music. So movement is her. Yeah. So I can <laughs> see why she fought for that role because she knows how to express every single the thing. The facial expressions The face, as well. the movement, the storytelling. She knew mm-hmm. how to do it. And I loved it. When I look at the roles in front of me now, I would have fought for the role of the mime yes. as well. Because, well, there was a fight for the mime, wasn't yes. there? Yes. And then the last character was the mother. The mother comes in at the end and isn't part of mimology and has to kind of talk about why she sent her away, which for me is one of the lesser characters. <laughs> Unfortunately, Utica took it. I mean, there was a joke there, wasn't there, about how, oh, she was such a loud child and I'm a quite an uncaring mother and I sent her away and that kind of thing. And then they're like, oh, is this the root of her mymology kind of thing? Um, so there was a joke there, but it kind of, I, what I felt like with Utica was that she felt the need to talk and talk and talk and to fill space, but wasn't really saying that much and wasn't really saying anything that was that funny, unfortunately. I think that was, Kind of to let us know the contrast. She wants, she talks a lot. She doesn't like when other people talk. So that kind of made sense I, to I, me. She I was get trying that. to, she was trying to touch. I feel her character was trying to tell us, I talk a lot and I like talking a lot and I want to be the one talking. So I my get, daughter speaking was just too much and I just can't get a word in. And it's all about her, not me. So I sent her away. So I, I felt that kind of message coming from her. I, I, I get what she was trying to do and I get why she was doing that. I just think it could have been. It was a bit too much. It was a, it was a bit, she was doing the most. I think she could have focused more on the self-centeredness of the character. That would have been funnier rather than just like filling time. Okay. Yeah. I think it got Mick and Utica had amazing chemistry. They were really, really they good. They worked so well together. They improv off each other very, mm-hmm. very well. But that, that kind of was the, the way that it was written to be, that was kind of like mm-hmm. those two characters were going to be that way. Utica had to be the other person. Mm-hmm. That was an intervention between them two and the mom. Yeah. So there was that. So when I look at the roles again, I was I would be quite upset if I got the mom role. But mm-hmm. I think, I don't know. Utica was Utica, wasn't she? She was crazy. She was cuckoo. 
But rather that than being all over the show and doing nothing. Yeah. Was well, like, that what she was, was doing? Just, it was just a, like in, in this group, you know, if we have to pick somebody who didn't shine as much in this group, it was Utica. It was Utica, yes. Yeah. But I did like them. And I, and I again want to say Olivia and Gottmik were great. They were great. Very, very you couldn't good. fault them. So the scene again was good. <laughs> Welcome back to Siberia. <laughs> it's still howling outside. It's howling again. We've closed the curtains, and by the time we open them again, I think there will be a snowdrift blocking us ridiculous. in the house. <laughs> Look, next up, we had Simone and Candé, mm-hmm. and they were uh, former teen dream queen, former teen queens. They were basically Paris Hilton and Nicole Rishi, weren't they? Kind of in. Yeah. Now let's talk about Candy because Candy started off. Candy walks in, doing her thing. Quiet, different character for us. Yeah. So like, Candy came in and she did fine. I thought. I, th- I think she deserves kudos for not slipping into Candy Muse. Yes. And and maintaining okay. this this you know her Candy Muse version of a Valley Girl. So like, well done to her for that. I do have to say though, from the moment that the Simone stepped on set, she stole the show. It's almost like Candy wilted mm-hmm. when Simone came out. And Simone came and she done delivered. She was fantastic. She was over the top. She was mm-hmm. funny. She did the whole promo type things with us. She she made us laugh. She had yeah. the right energy level. It's like she walked into the set and the energy and the whole room just went well, up. She had a gag as soon as she walked in, didn't she? With the kind of, presumably she had some sort of visible tuck or something because they blurred it out. Out. You know, like like all those paparazzi shots of those horrible chauvinistic paparazzi shots of the girls getting out of yep. cars back in the day. Um, and then, um, yeah, she just made me laugh time and time again. Deborah made me laugh. Little Deb, no, no, no. Now I'm Deborah. Um, and the, she sat down and she, and she said, hello. Do you want to say hello? And she goes, hello. <laughs> it's just like, she's just so good. Like these little sound bites that make you laugh. That's a very, it's Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry's where the hello uh-huh, comes uh-huh, from. So uh-huh. it was good. It was very good. Simone was amazing. There was a lot of yes ands mm-hmm. there. The last part where they had to sing a song. That's another good example of the yes and. Although I, yeah, I have to say that the character, Candy's character easily shriveled mm-hmm. when Simone came out. You know, it's like Simone Definitely. came and it became the Simone show. It did, it did. And I forgot Candy was there. And it's hard to forget that she's there. She's <laughs> such a big she, personality. personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that... <laughs> For her to be outshone by Simone is just it's just it's a testament to Simone's star quality. I think it's another case of like we've seen a, a the third one now. Nobody's done terrible. Um, it's just like some were overshadowed, and in this case, Simone did overshadow Condi. Yeah, I I personally don't think that. Well, look, first of all, they're teen queens, mm-hmm. so they do have an ego. Mm-hmm. Then, so I I wanted to see an an older person with an ego. Candy was just so focused on being quiet and not being loud, where she actually could be loud, but mm. in a valley girl kind of way. Her thing was kind of like I'm gonna be rich and say that everybody's poor and call everybody a bitch kind of thing. Those are like her little go-to things, mm. which were fine. You know, she made me chuckle a few times just that Simone was just really overpowering in this scene. Absolutely. Yeah. I loved it. I loved Simone. I had to say, yeah, Simone was the only girl I kind of saw here. Mm-hmm. Congrats. Okay, let's talk about the last pair. The last pair was Elliot with two T's and Tinta, Tinta Bernta with 
Her usual red hair. <laughs> Fire engine red. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was the 600-pound ass thing, wasn't it? My um, best friend's 600-pound ass is killing our friendship. Uh-huh. So Tina came in with lots of physicality and high energy. She seemed to, you know, get the crowd going, as it were. Elliot came in, didn't quite match that. And then there's a bit of interaction. Then it sort of descend. Like, I heard you laughing. I didn't find it as funny when things just kind of like descended and got like a bit of a physical mess. I found it really predictable. And it's like, I've said it before about these improv challenges. It's like an easy way to go. Yeah. When you don't know where to go, you start cat fighting or something. Like remember... Um, Vangie. Vangie and Plastique. Yes. Like, um, and also all you start kind of, oh, you know, it's funny to be a lesbian, that kind of thing. I look, I thought that... Yes, Candy came in, high energy, I got a big ass, we get it, and then Elliot came out. I think that Elliot not starting off at 100% mm-hmm. isn't a bad thing. Well, that was her that, character. I know, yeah, I know mm-hmm. that everyone's commenting saying that, you know, she didn't match the energy. Sometimes energy doesn't need a match, intention is really important. You need to know where your energy does go up mm-hmm. and how that kind of marries into your character and your persona. So yeah. I wasn't mad that she came in very, very controlled. However, I just felt like I've seen her do that character. So many times that really, really shy, very, very quite office-like lady. Mm. And I was happy that it started to go up. However, when she did rise her energy, when she did think that it's time for me to amp it up, Mm -hmm. it didn't match. It still didn't match the high that Tina was giving. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think Um, Tina had good direction. Tina had good movement as to where it was going to go. And I think that Elliot went along for the ride. But she was definitely a passenger. She wasn't driving anything. Tina was more in control of the scene, wasn't she? Definitely she she was. Um, I did like the whole... I laughed at it because I thought it was ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) She put her ass on her I just thought it was so silly. I just I thought it was silly. I thought I was like, what the hell is happening? Kind of silly. I think I'm probably a little bit of a stick in the mud when it comes to You're very British. This, uh, this You're very British, comedy. Tom. You're very yeah. British, okay? I think like I say, when it descends into that kind of like chaotic physicality, I, I switch off a little bit. Let's talk about all of the groups now, because that's all I want to say about that um that challenge there. Who was the strongest? The, who was the strongest team? And then who was the strongest character or characters? I'm going to say my standout in my brain is Simone. Yes. Simone made me laugh the most. Okay. And that's what this was about. All right. And your favorite pair was or group was? I guess I'm just thinking about my favorite character. Like maybe may, in terms of interaction, got Mick and um, Olivia with Utica getting lost in the shuffle a little bit, but their chemistry was really good. Okay. Yeah. I would say that Rosé... Olivia and Simone were very great. They were they great. They were very great. They were very they? great. They're very they were great. good. They were very good at the improv. Yes, got nice. very, very there as well. My favorite team overall would have to be Gottmik, Utica, and Olivia. Yeah. I thought that they were quite hilarious because they had more stronger people in there. Tina and Elliot for me were the weakest. 
to be very, very yeah, honest. I, I would agree. I would agree. But I also think Rosé was great. Rosé and Denali and Lala was awesome. Like Lala, the, my still the, the funniest thing ever I thought of this whole thing was Lala walking in and then <laughs> yeah. like getting stunned by yeah, the uh, house yeah. lights coming on. I just think that was so genius. It's so funny. I'm just very conscious of the fact that the camera lingered on her brain working let's hope that it's not going to be something that they focus on but we did say earlier that they're not going to be very forgiving with lala like Mm -hmm. the second that she does something wrong they're going to come for her now i don't want to be that girl but but who's in trouble uh i would say the person in trouble this week is going to be elliot Mm -hmm. candy utica and lala i fully agree with that they're the four who kind of like were overshadowed or were slightly weaker yes overall though yeah really great job to everybody i don't think anybody sucked no 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 one's something anybody sucked and completely you, i gotta give you props i think improv is very very hard i find it very easy I, I do it every day i find it i've done improv a few times and i've never i'll be very honest i've never really been able to let go because I don't like to look silly and I don't like to look stupid. And at that that's what holds you back in improv. And for improv, you really have to not care. You have to go with everything. If it's going to go ugly, you have to get ugly. But there's an element of control in me that I just mm. don't like to let go of. And so I give props to anyone who does improv and is not afraid to look stupid. You've actually never met the real me. I'm just a high concept improv character. Okay. I, I improv all the time. Oh, great mm. stuff, Tom. Where's this going? <laughs> yes, and. Yes, and. <laughs> and. And what? Let's scroll on. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's go to the runway. Actually, before we do, Tom, there was a psychiatry moment that I'm going to put you on the spot with. Psychiatry? Uh, uh, Elliot. Huh? Elliot said something about clinical depression. Category is clinical depression. Mm. I want to see chemical imbalance realness. I want to see Eeyore in Dior. For anybody who thinks you're being horribly <laughs> insensitive there, there's direct reference to Bob the Drag Queen I and Black Lady Sketch Show. It. So but, talk to me about clinical depression, Tom. Is it real? Does it really exist? Of course exist? it's real and it carries a lot of stigma. Um, so... Uh, yeah, Elliot has a moment of sharing with Tina and they seem to bond over this because Elliot has personal experience of depression, whereas Tina's mum uh, suffered with depression. And they, they discuss, I guess, um, some of the aspects of it where people often misunderstand how it can be compared to, you know, just being sad or just being moody, that kind of thing. When in reality, they're grappling with, with a mental health problem that um, is multifactorial. You know, um, they talk about it being a chemical imbalance, which is, you know, it's just true. That's where we use antidepressant medications, but it is multifactorial. Often, you know, other risk factors include, you know, experiences that people have when they're growing up, trauma you know personal circumstance that kind of thing but i guess what they're trying to highlight is it's not as simple as just cheer up things could be worse look at this this and this you'll be fine um so it's it's a, a an interesting moment because they bond over it and they're characters that we've not seen interact a lot um and it's really really good to hear them talk about something so devastating and to just to try and you know this sounds like a bit of a cliche, but I don't mean it to get the conversation going, destigmatize it a bit. The more we talk about these sorts of things, the easier it becomes for people to talk about them in future. And there's no reason for us not to talk about mental health difficulties. There should not be a stigma about them. 
Thank you, doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, that, I, that was longer than I expected. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. You gave me a platform and I oh, used it. Gosh. I said yes and. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, gosh, you, you sure did. And 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 and. Yeah. Are you, are you still going? No, well, you're done? I'd like to get onto the runway. <laughs> yeah, I just, thank you. Let's, let's I'd like go to there. keep talking. That just got really, really deep. No, mm. no, seriously, it was, it was good for us to talk about it. Uh, what do you do if you have it? And what do you do if you suspect someone has it, Tom? Well, I guess if you if you are struggling with low mood and depression, then your first port of call is to talk to the people around you. Of course, not everybody has close confidants around them and that can exacerbate depression. Especially so, in these times in yeah, lockdown. But please remember that you do have um, healthcare professionals always there. You know, obviously a lot of healthcare systems that people live within aren't ideal and there are weights for things, but there is somebody there eventually, you know, talk to your GP um, and if you're in, I know just speaking from, you know, working in mental health services in the UK, your GP is your first port of call. Of course, if you can wait for an appointment, you can get things going there. GPs can refer you to talking therapies. GPs can start antidepressant medications. And if things get more complex, they can refer you to mental health services. And worst comes to worst, in the UK, there are always mental health services running around the clock in A&E departments if you're in an absolute emergency. Great. Cool. We've done our part. Mm. Socially awareness, awareness. But first protocol, please just communicate with the people around you. That's the simplest intervention, but it really, really can. Remember, you're not a burden to the people around you when yes. you're struggling with low mood. They want to help. And also, maybe just get over it. Hey, Tom. <laughs> Is that enough, is that it's just that simple. It's yeah. just that simple. Um, if you're sad, uh, just try just, being happy. Just, uh, just give it out of shape, lads. <laughs> no, of course, of course, we're we're just adding a little bit of lightness and humour there. But it's 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 a real problem. And um, please just talk to the people around you. Don't struggle on alone. Cheers. Thank you, Tom. And yes, I'm with you there. So let's look at the category. The category is beat it. Well, we heard beat it, but it's bead it. So I thought it was going to be an MJ thing. Oh my runway. god, that'd be such a good run. Like, Way. Why haven't they done that yet? And then the first lady walked down, Denali, and all these beads, and I was like, oh. I don't remember that Michael Jackson video. (laughs) She looks like a stunning chandelier. I think she, this is amazing. This is beautiful. This is pure excellence. I just love to look at it. I just want to swing from it. (laughs) It's got a real 20s vibe with the the finger wave in her hair. But what I thought, she was a bit like, um, you know, um, it was like a drag version of Lumiere from Beauty and the Beast. You know, the candle guy. But also a little bit Chandelure from Pokemon. You know Chandelure? Chandelure's a goth type. Yeah, he's goth type Pokemon. But still, you know, I, I work in Pokemon references. So there was just elements of those kind of, you know, a living candelabra is what yeah, I'm getting at. a living candelabra. Really beautiful though. And I love the idea of like the light playing off the beads in the candelabra. I think that was nice. I really think nice. the night nailed it. Now, Rosé walks in with a lovely lots of lovely colors so rosé is kind of I like i think that it's i i feel like it's small i feel like it was a lovely gown that was put in the dryer and is a bit small but that's no, just I think i think the fit is gorgeous she's like tinker tinkerbell dressed by lisa franks you know with all the hot colors and all the the multicolored rainbow kind of five-year-old's crayon box effects okay sure yeah that's what i see I just beautiful, I think. Lala Ree is I just serving us look. like Diana Ross. Well, I see Diana Ross, but I also see Shaka Khan with the hair. Oh yes. But the 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 kind of beaded two piece is very Josephine Baker to me. 
Okay. Yeah. Yep. You know, um, iconic dancer, Josephine Baker. Um, so this is really, really beautiful. I love, and her skin is beautiful as well. That's not skin. That's um, her upper a, body is skin. No, the upper body isn't skin. The upper body. It's a full nude illusion. No, it's not. Rewind. Tom, it's Rewind. a nude illusion. Look at her sleeves. Rewind. Yeah, you're just. It's a good nude illusion then. No, because I saw as a nude illusion immediately. Oh, come off it. Look, it's a nude illusion. That's her skin. Tom, it's a nude illusion. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue with you. For okay, like, it's oh, a new delusion. Oh, no, no. Yes, it is. <laughs> Sorry, I was nude deluded. I think it's look. I still think it's a good like, new delusion. I love how big the drag here is. I love how it moves all she, around. The, I love the colors the and the way that the light hits the the outfit. I think it's good. I'd love to see her dance. I don't. I don't. I'm not wishing for it to lip sync at all, but I'd love to see her dance in there. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I don't know why, but she's even though she's got all of that beading on her, I still feel like there's not enough. But okay. that's just me. That's just more. Now let's, let's look at Gottmik. Gottmik so, looks like Twiggy. Twiggy. Yeah, There's okay. a classic Twiggy type of a silhouette. Even the dildo. No, joking. The dildo is not Twiggy. <laughs> it's not Twi- a dildo. Sorry, the um, anal beads. The anal beads. God, mixing up your sex toys. <laughs> um, it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's very like 60s mod Mary Quant kind of um, silhouette. Um, like red latex like that always puts me in, in mind of Thierry Mugler, but I reference him every week because I just love him. Um, and obviously the anal beads hair, which reminds me of, remember, Latrice Royale is the last person to have worn yes, that the runway. absolutely. I, I, I love this look. Very Gottmik cool. just really knows how to slay the runway. Got mixed watchword is cool. She's effortlessly yeah. cool. With a vocal fry, because apparently cool. it's an LA thing, whatever that means. She's just yeah. cool. Next up, we have Olivia Lux, who was borrowing Candy Muse's hair. She really is, actually. Do you think this is actually Candy's hair? No, Candy's no, no, hair no. was much bigger. Candy's was bigger. This is unfortunate. This is the second time she's come out in a look that we've already I seen. I know, I know. The first time was Simone's boxing look, and now it's Candy's look, isn't she it? She has got a couple of voodoo dolls on the go that she's sticking pins in at the moment because of all these girls copying, well, Nick and her looks. To me, she looks like, a, um, you know, like when you'd watch TV shows in the 90s, like kind of Sesame Street or Barney or something. Oh, she she's like a kid off that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. I, I, I see that as well mm-hmm. i just think that it looks a bit empty i don't okay. see enough beads on yeah her. i didn't really see I that didn't. she had them in her hair and she said that that was her focal point and that it sounds like the rest of the outfit was built around that but it didn't scream beads the yes. way that the other girls it's did. unfortunate because all the girls have come out a lot of them are just fully beaded head mm-hmm. to toe now let's look at utica this wedding so dress beautiful it was it's kind of like a deconstructed pulled apart very nina williams second seven oh yes i love that fight. or um yeah definitely kind of that destroyed nina williams wedding dress to me as well um lucy i know i reference this film all the time as well but lucy and bram stoker's dracula has this beautiful gothic wedding dress and she's a vampiress at this point designed by uh, eiko ishioka um, who's the costume designer on that and is very reminiscent of that to me. But again, more deconstructed in the middle and there's all these kind of bondage elements as well. Um, absolutely beautiful. This is really stunning. For me, I just wish there was more hair and it wasn't a, what do you call that, a pixie cut? It's a little gamine um, chop, isn't it? I, yeah. I see where you're coming from. I could I could have I could have gone for like some, um, like just 
gothic curls, like pre-Raphaelite. All I of. see is Missy Man. No. I'm just quoting Michelle Williams. I think when you've got a veil as well, though, it's hard to find a lot of hair. Wow. Candy looks expensive. Candy looks sexy. So Candy, like, I'm just like trying to put the whole thing together. Like, I like how she looks, definitely. And like like you say, she looks expensive and gorgeous. The hair hat it reminds me of Shangela in season three when she wore that hair hat. Also, um, Miss Cracker. Yes. Um, it's also a little bit like something Alexis Carrington from um, <laughs> D- Dynasty would wear. The The first style is very like classic old school Hollywood, very kind of Gene Harlow, Marilyn Monroe. Um, but also, you know, really naked <laughs> underneath it all. It's beautiful, but I don't quite know where it all comes like i'm not you know i'm scrabbling for references if you like okay yeah it's but that's cool because it means it's not really reminding me of anything and it's it's different so it's It's nice it's nice it's different different than usual usual now everyone just stop where you are because simone has just walked out looking stunningly beautiful stolen the show she is Pure black excellence, she Zulu, Amazon. I'm even gonna say Wakanda. She's a Wakanda. Um, Wakanda. 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 You fish. said Wakanda. I misspoke. Oh. Wakanda um, warrior princess. But also, I watched Mahogany recently uh, with the Diana Ross vehicle. Um, from the 70s worth a watch if you want to see some beautiful costumes by the way and there's a scene in that where she's wearing this kind of beaded neck piece which is really really similar it's in a couple of different scenes actually one where she's going for almost like a cleopatra-esque look another one she's more kind of like nubian princess she just looks so sexy really really beautiful and such a good take on the theme like and then her weave has her name on it to be honest this theme is a gift to a girl like um simone who loves to portray black beauty yes you know it's so excellent this is so good i beat that bitch with a bat (laughs) you would beat it because she, she looks like she would beat me up she would Sort you out. She would definitely. Now we got Tina. Yay, a different color, but it's still like Ronald McDonald does drag. <laughs> and I really preferred it when she didn't do the reveal. I loved yes. it with the pants on. Yep, yep, yep. Fully I love the cone bra. I love the hair. I really love the outfit. I wish she kept on the pants and the belt. So, yeah, like I, the reveal was pointless, frankly. Um, before the reveal, she was giving me like a little bit of David Bowie in his Piero New Romantic phase ashes to ashes a little bit of you know dior kind of clownish and like you say the cone bra is very goatier so it's like a little bit of french fashion homage okay. and a bit of david bowie i really do like it oh my and god the good. boobies yeah she did a reveal with the boobies that's naughty she's taking it above pg the rating <sighs> for the show to this week should be a bit higher oh gosh. now we've got elliot with two t's flipper 19s 20 I, yep. I feel very very like mardi gras great gatsby it's very great gatsby she looks quite a lot like michelle williams in in the most recent great gatsby doesn't she who is I she think catherine in it i really do like this look she looks gorgeous um she's just very much you know she is at a party at the great gatsby's mansion and she's that's all we need to money. know she's got money uh and she's got her she's that is stoned to the heavens the she's, color is just beautiful the way that it flows the patterns i love this look she's a married lady but she's gradually poisoning her husband and she's on the lookout for her next rich husband absolutely mm-hmm. well we're seeing everything we've seen the maxi challenge we've also seen the girls presentation on the runway 
Who do we think are the tops and bottoms from this? I mean, to me, like, Simone is... Uh, the, the runway has pushed her even further ahead. And to me, she's she's the winner of the week. Can she have three wins within, like, five... Well, seven episodes? I would like to think so. Um, I mean, just like her Seth Gigi, she's yeah. culling it. I still can't do it. It's very Gigi. I can't do it. Okay, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Tom. I mean, who are our other front runners? Rosé does look beautiful. You know... Uh, Rosé looks great Olivia I'm sorry Olivia that looks being done Simone amazing Candy that look I feel is stunning Tina I really liked it before you took off the pants Got Mick I mean yeah that's amazing and it's also funny in camp and very very drag which I love La La Ree Mm -hmm. it's cute but I think you're in the bottom because when you put that up against everyone else it's just not matching the concept isn't there but I still love her like referencing of beautiful black women I hope that she does lip sync because like I want to see her dance and move in that outfit it's gonna look stunning yes um, I don't. I I just think to me, Simone is the winner this week. And okay. Nothing. Yep. Nothing else on the runway has really changed what we thought about. The Absolutely. Should we have a look then? All right. Look. Let's say the tops and the bottoms, and mm-hmm. I want to see. Do we agree with them? Yes or no? Okay. So the tops was S- Simone. Yeah. Olivia Lux. Yeah. And. I can't believe it, but Candy. It's a bit strange that Candy was in the top, uh, given that we, you know, she was in the same group as Simone, who's in the top, and she was overshadowed a bit by Simone. And I do think there's a, a few girls who were safe, who were stronger than Candy. One thing I would like to say about Candy this week, though, because we have just watched Untucked, Candy in contrast to a few weeks ago, was showing support and kindness to the girls around her when she was in a top position. So it really, really sounds like she's, or it looks like she's thinking about the way she conducts herself when her confidence is built. And instead of tearing people down, she's building people up. So I was really happy to see that for Candy in terms of her character development. I don't think Candy should have been at the top at all. I think it's bogus. It's another week of very, very... Hmm, judging. It's a bit sketchy. Candy was not better than Rosé, period, full stop, point blank. Absolutely. Candy was not even better than Tina Burner. She was not, well, no. If you put her character next to those, there's no way that she should have been on the top. And it's not Candy's fault that she was so. Congratulations on you. To me, it just it just feels a bit like I'm watching some something that's rigged. I'm watching something that's already got their numbers, their their tops. I do think, and it's just yeah. trying to fit into that. Like it just doesn't make sense. I there's, mean, there's an agenda to create an almost Vanji esque kind absolutely. of trajectory for her. I think. Now, I mean, well, let's give congratulations to Olivia. Olivia Lux won this week. A huge congratulations. However, I really thought Simone could have got it as well. I Olivia thought was so a, too. Olivia was amazing. Let's be let's be real. I'm, she I'm was not amazing during the improv. Yeah, very very good during the improv. Simone was good too but Simone's look was heaven Simone's look was just wow the judges lived for um, Olivia's look a bit more than we did maybe they got the reference a bit better but I still like the the kind of beaded element Mm, wasn't necessarily there very much lacking I want to see Simone's look tonight next to Shea Coulee's Nubian goddess. Nubian goddess. I want to see I want to see something on Instagram with them two together because I think that would just be Picture perfection. Now, the bottoms were Lala, Elliot, and Utica. Do we agree with that? 
What do we think? Well, we all three of those girls, to be fair, were among the girls we said were overshadowed in their groups. I think the only one who's missing there is Candy. <laughs> really, Candy is the only other one who could advise. She's at the, the top. Did you hear this? She's in the, the bottom. bottom. I don't get it. I don't um, get it. So we're not mad at that, although. Um, all, th- all three of these girls, I really like their runway looks this week in different ways. The judges weren't living for Lala's runway look. Um, I really liked it. I-, I-, I was seeing something a bit different, I think. So the bottom two ends up being Lala and Ellie, and we get to see them lip sync. So Both in beautiful beaded looks that were really oh, good, like stunning. work in an up-tempo song. Now, I'm still a bit confused. How was Candy on top? I mean, are we watching the same episode? Did we watch the same show? Was the core connected? Is the Wi-Fi <laughs> off? Like, what's happening? Anyway, when it goes to the lip sync, it's Elliot Watutis versus, what's her name, Lala Reem. Now, these are two amazing performers. The only mm. thing I want to say is this. I remember when I first first saw Elliot when she came in and did the first lip sync Mm -hmm. she was a dancer and when I saw her do the lip sync I saw a dancer a backup dancer and not a performer Mm -hmm. so what I'm hoping she does with this lip sync going against Lala is also remember that she's performing the song as well as dancing amazing to it she needs to marry two of them together do you know what I mean? Yes, yes. Because last time I thought she was a backup dancer to Tina Burner and Kamora Hall. Very bad. Kamora Hall. Kamora, thank you. To Lady Marmalade. But Lala Ree, I mean, we've already seen her do a lip sync. We know that she's going to slay it, but let's, let's see how that went. What are your thoughts on the lip sync? I loved Lala's fun energy, which she brought. Lala is so expressive in both her face and her movements. And right at the beginning, I was very much like, Lala's got this in the bag. Elliot pulled out a couple of tricks, um, a couple of splits, um, which were very entertaining, and also was hitting all the moves. Um, I, I mean, we we just know that she can't express in her face, which I do think holds you back in a lip sync. Exactly, I have to agree with you there. She was trying to lip sync. She was trying to, you know what? If I could see a bit more anguish in her face, a bit more soul, a bit mm. more passion in her face with the lyrics. If I could just see an eyebrow move, I'll be happy. <laughs> just a gentle but eyebrow all raise. all I see is a face, a stone face with the lips moving and amazing movement in her body. But I don't see her performing in the face. Mm. And it's not her fault. It's obviously the Botox. It's obviously all that <laughs> she, work. She made a conscious decision she, to put she it She in made the face. choice. She's like, am I going to be a hot looking drag queen or am I going to be a stone face? dancer and she obviously went with stone face but I don't it was really, ballet ballet doesn't really express that much i don't know this song that well it was a kelly clarkson song and it just seemed oh, like a fun uh, uh, like mm. up tempo like i'm an empowered woman song yes. so i didn't necessarily kind of like get the subtleties of the message per se but the outcome was elliot was the winner um are you mad at that no, I'm not mad at that. I mean, I'm mad that Lala's gone because I really do love Lala. I love yes. the life that she gives. She's very, yeah. very personable. She's really funny. She's very effervescent. But I'm not mad that she was sent home by a performance that was really... I, I thought it was good. I just wish her face could move because then she'll be an assassin. That was a very good lip sync from Elia. That was a very good lip sync full stop it was both it was a, both of them were fantastic both of them put up a really good fight it was I'm a just, proper split not like a split like monet monica she did a leg. like i don't know the proper words but she did like a kind of horizontal and a vertical split so it's a box split a box split that's what we call it in the industry <laughs> um, yeah, or just a front split and a front split which is also what we call it in the industry so the front splits there a side split <laughs> is the one that all the girls 
to do. A lot of them can't execute it properly, but she, she definitely she, she's got it. Her coochie coo hit the floor. Absolutely, definitely. Yeah. She she's got it. Her body. It's. I never ever doubt her body. She's a dancer. I expect her to be mm. as amazing as she was. I just want to see her face move. Like, you do not want to... I want to see the face give something as maybe, well. You perform in the face as well. Maybe the Botox will have worn off a little bit in a few episodes. I mean, can you see her? Do you know what they did in season 12? Have they got the three of the girls to do a full-up close-up of the face and they had mm-hmm. to lip-sync to the girl I got you, lost oh, and found. Da, da, da. Bring that. back my girls. Like, she won't be able to do anything <laughs> because your face can't move. Like, what? You can't dance away out of that performance. <laughs> you can't. So, Ellie, that's my tip to you. Go do... Don't do it again. I mean, I love her performance, but I did not like her face. Her face is very, very like blah, flase da. Very flase da. Very flase da. Yeah. Anyway, next week we got a rusical from the girls. So we they, have, it's their now, time to do a rusical. It's one of those where, do you know what? Like the rusicals that I think work better are the more diva oriented ones, like Cher and Madonna, when they've got a bit of a muddy concept. Like this one is social media, the rusical, like whatever that means. Like, do you remember like Farmer Rusical? Yeah, that was dumb. It's a bit kind of like, I hope it's not one of those. I hope it's like a good, cohesive story. Because you know, the problem with drag races, they don't have proper writers for these sorts of things. Mm. Willem I... has called it out on many occasions. Still, let, let's hope for a fun performance. Let's hope these amazing queens bring it to life. We'll see what they give us next week. Mm-hmm. Anyway, thank you for joining us on Spilling the Gene Tea podcast. We really do appreciate that you guys are listening. Um, please do subscribe and to follow our us, show. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Yes. We're out there, guys. Do find us. Do look for us. Yes. Our social media empire is growing do us a favor and tell one friend about one the friend. podcast okay just save one us. friend just save us a budget like we, <laughs> we can't afford marketing in these times we're on lockdown for god's sake throw us a bone tell one friend just tell please. one friend please about us please we beg you no no thank you very much for joining us this week at Splitting the GT podcast this is Bolo and Dr. Tom we'll see you guys next time lots of love guys bye see you soon.